the In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome back to my In Conversation podcast series. My guest for this episode is Shola Caroline Arua. Shola is an author, psychologist, trainer, yoga teacher and wellness coach. Welcome to my podcast series. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very well. So, what have you been up to recently? I've been doing quite a lot of creating, actually. Just working on, I'm actually working on a, a oracle. So, I've been doing some design work for that and some writing. I'm working on a memoir. Yeah, so really kind of resting a little bit and creating. So, what does an oracle involve? Well, actually, this particular oracle just relates to Opening to Spirit, which is my first book. And the oracle, it's, it's, it's really, I mean, I'm calling it an oracle. It's an empowerment card. So it just allows you to choose a card in the morning and be inspired for the day. So it would have some kind of message an imagery that is empowering and uplifting. Oh, that sounds interesting. I'll have to check those out. Where did you grow up and what was it like? I grew up in the north of England. So as I like to say, I grew up in York, not New York, but the original York. And what was it like? It was it was a mixture. I mean, it's a small city, small kind of Roman city in the north of England. And the time that I grew up there, there were very few black families there. And so it was challenging. You know, I had quite a challenging experience growing up there. And at the same time, it's kind of a small, quaint, you know, rather beautiful city. What was your experience at school like then? Were you the only black child there? One, yeah, there was about, I think in my school, there's probably five black, I think five families. So, I mean, it was pretty horrendous when I think about it now. You know, the kind of thing that I would hope doesn't happen today. You know, they use the kind of name calling and I remember getting chased around the schoolyard and, you know, very, you know, really quite unpleasant things, actually. So you experienced a level of racism when you were at school? A high degree of racism when I was at school, yes. So how did you cope with that? One of the ways that I coped with it was literally giving people a slap, which I found I got into a lot of trouble for as a, as a young child. You know, I'm, think, I'm, I'm going back to now being kind of pre-10 years old and people would harass me and kind of chase me and kind of hit me and things. And I, I used to slap people. I used to just give them one big whack right across their face and leave a big red mark on their cheek that I would then get in trouble for. Um, so that, and I was I was kind of an inward-looking child, a creative child. I used, to, um, I used to go and actually play with the slightly older children. So I found that that was really good. So I would kind of, yeah, just kind of get those those slightly older children playing and sort of, you know, doing games and different things with them. Yeah, it's interesting. So moving on from your school days, I understand you went to university. Which one did you go did. to and what I subjects did. did you study? Well, I went to UEL, University of East London, and I studied humanistic psychology which really has been the foundation of the work that I've kind of gone on to do. 
So humanistic psychology just really supports personal development and understanding the, the human psyche and looking at kind of group dynamics and how we work in groups individually, personal development, all of those things. All things that I, to this day, still love. Were there any other subjects that you studied while at university? Creative arts, actually. As part of the humanistic psychology that I studied, I chose to study creative arts. So I literally did artwork and music and drama and storytelling and all kinds of expressive arts but in a therapeutic context. Well, I know that you're very involved with spirituality. What made you inspired to become involved with yoga in particular? Well, I, after I left the north of England, left, left York and spent some time in London, and this was before I went to uni, I was a fashion designer in London. And I guess after several years of running my own business, I kind of felt that there must be more to life. And so I made a decision to give everything up and go away for either two weeks, two months or two years. So I went on this extensive travel at a time when people didn't travel so much, actually. And it had a huge impact on me. In fact, I'd go as far as to say that my life was kind of completely transformed in that time that I was away and it was during that time that I also took yoga a little bit deeper I'd already been doing some yoga been doing some asana practice which is the exercise part but traveling allowed me the opportunity to spend some time in India have some different spiritual teachers and have a much deeper understanding of myself Um, And also spirituality and yoga and naturopathy and healing. So that that journey just changed everything for me. And when I came back, I came back as a yoga teacher. I trained as a yoga teacher while I was in India in 1985. What inspired you to become a yoga teacher? I wanted to, I really enjoyed my own practice of yoga and my own spiritual practice. And I wanted to be sure that I was going to deepen that practice. And I knew that if I became a teacher, I would have a responsibility to other people. And part of that responsibility would be that I continued to do my own practice. And so that might sound a little convoluted, but Ultimately, that was why I became a teacher. It wasn't so much that I thought I'm going to go out and start teaching people yoga. I wanted to deepen my own practice. But when I came back, when I got back to the UK and I was in the yoga centre in London, I remember one of the managers there saying, has anybody just done TTC, which is their teacher training course? And I said, oh, yeah, me, I've just done it, you know, all kind of excited. And they said, okay, can you go and teach that class? And I was like, can I go and teach that class? It was almost like the two things were not related. You know, the deep study that I had just done, and that means you can go and teach people. And, of course, I went and did that, taught taught the class, and I've taught yoga ever since, really. I understand that you are also a life coach. What does that involve and what type of issues do you coach people on? I am a coach. I'm actually a coach and a trainer of coaches. So I started out as a psychologist 
And then I kind of really morphed the way that I work with people into a more coaching model and then developed energy for life and trained people to use the system and model that I created. So what I do essentially is spiritual and personal development. So ultimately, it supports people with their overall wellness. So really enhancing wellness on all levels. So physically, psychologically, spiritually, emotionally. So the wellness aspect and also really looking at creating more direction in life, creating more purpose in life, creating more passion, just really enhancing the experience that we have on a daily basis. You know, what what are the, the things sometimes that we complain about or that we're not satisfied with or we're unhappy about? It really helps people get clear on what is really important to you and what needs to happen for you to evolve your life and really have the clarity so that you can make your dreams reality. What needs to change for you? So I really support people with that process. I mean, ultimately, I would say I help people get their energy back and their life on track. So what type of clients approach you? What are they looking for? Oh, so many things. Sometimes they're looking to enhance their wellness, but other times people are just feeling a bit, a little bit kind of lost, disenfranchised in some kind of way, and they're looking for more in their life. A little bit like my, my own journey where I came to a point where I realised there must be more to life. So I think at that point where people are dissatisfied in some way, that's when they would seek somebody like myself. So it might be that there's been some kind of change and it might be a relationship shift. It might be that they've had a divorce or a separation. It could be that the children have kind of left home and there's an empty nest and people are really looking inside and not finding anything but a place of maybe emptiness and sadness so they may come for that reason sometimes they've been made redundant or lost their work and they're looking to change direction in life so lot, lots of different reasons but but ultimately wanting to enhance their experience of life wanting you know just knowing there must be more wanting to reach more of their potential have you done any TV work at all? I have. As a, as a psychologist, a lot of the reality TV programs, they need to have a psychologist, obviously, because of the fallout and to, to really support people, you know, in, in the kind of in the back end. So, yeah, as part of my career, I've worked on I've worked on several shows like the Jeremy Kyle show and other shows supporting people who either got really distressed from what they said or they said more than they wanted to or potentially they were not briefed enough at the beginning and you know quite often there's a lot of fallout from from these programs for people a lot of depression afterwards i think we've even seen some you know people take their lives that is something that i have done definitely yeah Let's step into the In Conversation time tunnel. You've written five books. In uh-huh. 2001, your book, Way of the Chakras, was published. What inspired you to write that book in particular? Well, the way that I look at my books, <laughs> the first book, which was 
Open into Spirit that came out in came out in 1998. That book, I say, was commissioned by the creator, and it took me seven years to write the book. And it's a very in-depth book on spirituality and the chakras. Now, after that book came out in 2001, Harper Collins, who published the first book, asked me to write Way of the Chakras. So I say that book was commissioned by the publishers. They asked for that one. So the creator asked for the first one. The second one, the publishers asked for. So really, in answer to your question, Way of the Chakras is a more kind of basic, more kind of basic introduction to the chakra system. So Opening to Spirit is a very in-depth book. And the Way of the Chakras was really more of an introductory level to the same subject matter. And I guess that's what the publishers wanted, a kind of entry-level book. And that's what that is. Well, I've actually had a copy of that book for many years and I did find it very interesting and informative. Has there been a particular life experience you believe changed you as a person? Oh, absolutely. I think what really changed me as a person was was travelling, was, you know, moving away from the UK at a time when people didn't do that so much and staying away for two and a half years and having the opportunity during that time to really look at myself as a person, to really take the mirror journey. You know, Michael Jackson talks about the man in the mirror. So just having that opportunity to see myself, the good, the bad and the ugly, and, and make choices about how I wanted to live my life and the kind of person that I wanted to be. You know, so to come into a place of more wholeness and understanding as, as a human, you know, as a person, being more compassionate, being more self-loving, being more, being less judgmental with other people and more compassionate with, with others. So I think all of that happened for me around that time. And it's been pivotal because as a result of my own transformation, I kind of came back to the UK and was very dedicated and devoted to supporting other people to transform their lives for the better as well. What other interests do you have? One of the things that I really love, still love, is to travel. You know, I just like to get up and go to different countries, different environments, beautiful places, meet different people. I still find it to be, you know, amazing way of learning, exploring oneself as well. So I think, you know, yeah, travel is something that I really love. I love to write. So I'm the author of five books, but I also have hundreds of published articles as well. So I love writing. What other interests? I think they're my main things. I like to create things. You know, so I'm always creating something, whether it's jewellery, whether it's some kind of, whether it's candles or some kind of creams or body butters and things. I like creating things. So Shola, how can people contact you? People can get hold of me at shola.co.uk. That's shola.co.uk. And also on the usual social media channels, I'm right there on Facebook, Shola Caroline Arewa, and also Instagram, Shola Saves. 
So Instagram is at Sholas Faze. I am on Twitter, but I'm kind of not, if that makes sense. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> a, I mean, you'll find me on all of the different places, but the, the ones that I'm actually active on are Facebook and Instagram. Okay, well, thank you very much for your time, Shola. Excellent. Thank you so much, Nigel. It's been lovely speaking with you. Thank you for listening. Please join me for another In Conversations podcast very soon for more interesting and entertaining discussions. Stay safe.